God is so good and he's so faithful all the time in every season, no matter what you're going through. He is good and he deserves our praise and our worship. For some of you today, probably is a big sacrifice to lift your eyes to him and to sing this because there's so much challenge and turmoil going on in your life. My friends, that's exactly when you need to lift your eyes and when you need to raise your song of praise and declare the goodness of God. So join us. Let's declare the goodness of God together today. Oh, your mercy never fails me all my days i have been held in your hands from the moment that i wake up until i lay my head i will sing of the goodness of god yes running after it's running after me with my 
running after, it's running after me. Sing it to him today. Declare his faithfulness. All my life you have been faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All my life you have been so, so Amen, and thank you so much, Dave and Bethany Club, for leading us again in the goodness of God. Uh, so fortunate to be with you this June 19th, this Father's Day. So we do say Happy Father's Day, and as we continue this morning, we just want you to know that we are all about Jesus. And so if you're watching online, whether it's on YouTube at Living Hope Wesleyan Church or on uh, Facebook, same as Twitter at Hope for Vermont. We do have a church Facebook group as well as the church Facebook page. And then on Instagram, it's uh, at Living Hope Wesleyan. We just want to um, welcome you in. But we do say Happy Father's Day, and let's just uh, begin with prayer. So Jesus, we thank you for this Father's Day. We thank you that you are a good God that loves us, that cares about us, that knows what we are going through. We pray for your strength and your hope. We thank you for your peace, and we ask that your joy would be made complete in us that we would follow you and know you and make you known. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for never leaving or forsaking us, for always being with us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much. And once again, we say welcome to Living Hope Wesleyan Church, the 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time live stream on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for being a part. You are welcome here. And uh, as a welcome, we have the call to worship from Colossians. One of Paul's letters that he wrote from prison, Colossians 2, 13 and 15. This is from the New Living Translation. We read, you were dead because your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Verse 15. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. We do not celebrate out of vengeance or out of um, spite that we are raised up, but we celebrate because Jesus took that dead life and made us whole and complete. 
Well, once again, we say uh, good morning. Thank you for joining us online. You can uh, type in the comment section how you're watching, where you're watching. You can like, share, uh, comment, all of those things that we do online. We just thank you for being a part, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or on the podcast. That's what I'm most uh, pleased about is the podcast after where you can listen at 1.5 speed. You can share with others. You can go back and listen to a scripture, a prayer, and just see uh, how God might use that in your life, how you might share that with others. Or if you would have a scripture prayer that you would like read, whether the call to worship or a prayer given, just uh, let me know. We would love to include you and engage you and make you a part of the, not the family of God, because hopefully you are a part of that, but the uh, ongoing workings of um, being a shared voice in giving testimony to who Jesus is. Uh, a few announcements we have. Uh, kids packs are available at the in-person service at Crossett Brook Middle School. That's 9 a.m. at Crossett Brook Middle School, Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. You can also email me uh, your contact information, or if it's easier, you can text the number on the screen behind me and just let me know the best way to contact you to let you know of the services going on this summer, of the small groups that are going to begin in the fall, and of all the events that are taking place through the life of Living Hope Wesleyan Church. So um, thank you for being a part in that way. We, again, have Free Coffee Tuesday at the Chapel Campus, Tuesday, 79 a.m. Looking forward to that. We took last week off as we had so uh, many, so much uh, family in as uh, Jay graduated. And uh, so we took that Tuesday off. But thank you for your prayers, for those that drive by, for those that see on social media, for those that stop in and ask questions. Why is the church giving away free coffee? Do you really want a donation? Are you a church that would accept me, that would embrace me, that would welcome me? Is this a place I could belong? Pray for those that drive by, that see, that hear about us, that they would know Jesus. And I just wanted to share, Kathy Wilder had shared that uh, she's part of the Waterbury Center Band, and they're going to be playing at uh, Waterbury Center uh, just past Hope Davy. Well, I guess, depending on where you're coming from, where the pavilion is, and uh, the gazebo, I guess. Uh, band concert, 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Hopefully you can make that Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And then I would ask for your prayers as this is a uh, busy week. In a sorrowful week, as Saturday, we have Ed Brown's Celebration of Life. That's Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Waterbury Center Cemetery. You're certainly invited. That's on Maple Street in Waterbury Center. Uh, continue to pray for Deb. As Ed passed away a while ago, but all of the emotions rise up as we here in Vermont get to celebrate his life with, with Deb. So I would ask that you... Um, Join me in praying for that. Attend if you you are able. And as well, uh, I have, have the honor of uh, presenting the Celebration of Life for Wayne Lafley. That's Friday, this Friday, the 24th at St. Michael's College from 3 to 5. We're meeting in the gymnasium. Pray that I might have God's wisdom, that His presence is felt and known, but there is a peace and a hope and even a joy as we celebrate the passing of Wayne. He was my age. He uh, died after a two-year battle of cancer, so we just want to lift him up, uh, his family, Shannon, their son, Luca, and uh, those that loved Wayne as well. Uh, as we 
continue this morning, we do thank you for being a part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church, whether online, giving, serving, watching, listening. We thank you for praying for us and reaching out to others with the hope of Jesus, to be disciples of him, followers of Jesus, that we care about one another. And as we do, I just wanted to uh, reiterate the importance of going to God. Well, that's this month's memory verse, James 5.1. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. And I certainly need wisdom. I need strength. I need vision. I need help. I'm asking God for wisdom. And I love this verse because if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He would not rebuke you for asking. So some have suggested I have imposter syndrome, which I do. And it's how much can I learn? How fast can I learn? Because there's so much I need to learn. But it is not just human wisdom, it's divine wisdom. And so let's read together James 1.5 from the New Living Translation. Our memory verse for this month of June. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Amen and amen. I'm so grateful for, for that promise that he will give to us. Uh, prayer requests, there are several. There's an answer to prayer that I just wanted to give you an update. That my sister-in-law, Jen, made it through surgery and she did phenomenally well. And we are so excited for her, for my brother, for their three children. But there still is the road to recovery. There still is some um, prayers needed as Jen continues to be in the hospital. Uh, if you had not heard, um, two months after my wife, Bethany, was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer, Jen was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer that had progressed or proceeded to her liver. And... Uh, it's been a year, but we're so thankful for God's grace, his goodness, his faithfulness, his love that endures. And now we continue to pray for Jen's recovery. And I'd ask that you would pray for that as well. As you would like to be added to the uh, Thursday guided prayer outline that Stacy Granford emails or the email prayer chain, just contact Stacy and we'd love to have you to be a part of that as well. As we go into our prayer time, we um, are just so grateful for his goodness to us. You could type in the comment section or email me or send me a private message of someone that you are praying for regarding their salvation. Maybe it's a spouse, a family member, maybe it's a neighbor, a co-worker, maybe it's somebody you just met or saw during the week and you just don't know their name, but you could say, hey, it was Teller 4 at the bank, or it was the fifth cashier at this supermarket. We want to be in prayer for one another. So let us pray now. Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, for your help. We thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your truth. We thank you for your justice. We thank you for your conviction. We thank you for your scripture and your word. We thank you, God, for all of those that need you, that you have already died and paid the sacrifice for our sin that we can find rest and freedom and healing and hope in you. Jesus, we pray for those that are mourning. We pray for those that are discouraged. Be the lifter of our head. We do lift up Deb Brown and Shannon Laffley to you as they and we prepare for the memorial service of their husbands. God, we just ask that you would be felt and known and received, that 
salvation would come and not only salvation but your work would give life and meaning in difficult circumstances we thank you that you are faithful and you are the same yesterday today and forever so here we are you see us you hear us we pray that we would be obedient and consistent in following you thank you jesus and it's in your name we pray amen well amen and um, god certainly is good and we certainly are blessed by you, the church, the family of God, we thank you for your continued obedience and sacrifice in being part of Living Hope Wesleyan Church. We thank you for your giving of tithes and offerings. Some have said to me, someone has told me, that Jeff, before we were able to give, you know, more than our tithe, which is offering. But now with the economy, what we're going through with personal finances, we can barely give that 10%, but we want to give that to you. And um, we're blessed by those, and we understand what is taking place in culture and society as you drive or as you work, as you look for jobs or as you pay student loans. We understand, but we are so grateful for your continued giving uh, back to God for what he's given to us. You can give online, which many of you do, hopeforvermont.org, the Be Generous tab, hopeforvermont.org, the Be Generous tab, if you're watching online. And then mailing checks to the Chapel Campus, 5793-Waterbury-Stowe Road, Waterbury Center, 05677. You can see that on the screen behind me. At the in-person, we do not pass the offering plate. We do keep a couple of the offering bags in the back that as you would like to give, as you feel as though this is your church, as you see that um, God would have you depend on him, and this is just a way of reminding yourself that our dependence comes on Jesus, and you give, then you can give in person as well. So we do thank you for being a part. And I thank you for Father's Day. So happy Father's Day. And Dad, I say happy Father's Day to you. My father's about to celebrate his 86th birthday later this year, and he's quite the man working on firewood an hour a day if he's not fishing at Lake Champlain. He's always helping and uh, ready to help and to serve, and he always has a smile that draws people in. And so I'm very grateful for my dad. And for being a father, I can't state enough how phenomenal it is to be the father of Michael and Jay, to see Jay celebrate her graduation uh, last weekend and have Michael here to celebrate with her and have him with us. You just sleep better when the family's together, so uh, it's good to be a father. But it comes with a responsibility, and so we're going to look back at Acts 1-1. Yeah, we spent some time, but I guess we're going to look at it again. Acts 1-1 in my first book, this is Dr. Luke. He said, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus began to do and teach. So Luke is telling his friend about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Who have you told about what Jesus began to do in your life, what Jesus has taught you, what Jesus is instructing you? Who are you learning from, walking with, and investing in? Who are you learning from, walking with, and investing in? On Father's Day, that would imply that you have children. I do understand there are many situations where perhaps you're estranged, perhaps your uh, former spouse or partner is keeping the children away from you. Perhaps it's a difficult season in life right now, being a dad, and you're uncertain. 
will know that the Heavenly Father, God, cares for you. Not some trait answer, not trying to patronize you because this is a church service, but know that we can learn from, walk with, and invest in others because God loves you, recognizing that there are some hard situations taking place in society, whether through divorce, whether through your own choosing of neglect, whatever the case might be, there are difficult situations, but Jesus desires that we set the example. I used to tell Michael and Jay this when they were younger. Set the example. Don't be the example. as Don't be used as, hey, look what they did. That was negative. But set the example. Show that leadership. Set the example. Don't be used as the example. And there's a way that we could do that, that God would have us. And that's for the sole purpose to spread and expand the church, the gospel, the kingdom of God. We have been called to share with others, as Dr. Luke did with Theo, what Jesus has done in his life, his life what he got to witness, what he got to experience, what he knew Theo could experience and share with others. Disciples who make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples. I believe that's what God is calling us to, not just a large gathering of many, many people. You could easily say, well, Jeff, that's because you're a small country church. Yes, we are, but I believe God, based on his word, would tell us that discipleship, creating those that love one another. Well, God did the creating, but we can facilitate and nurture the growth of those that they might love God in such a way that they make him known to others. Let's spread and expand the church for the sake of the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is. In Corinthians, you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ, a different version says, the English, um, English Standard Version. So, happy Father's Day. It's uh, not easy to say, hey, dads, imitate God and they'll follow you. Imitate me, kids, as I follow Jesus. There's a sense of overwhelming responsibility. There's a sense of there's no way I can accomplish this. What are you inviting me into? Imitate God and follow me? Well, in Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. So he's saying, do you want to be my follower? If you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Give up your own way. So dads, husbands, Christians, followers of Jesus, do we want to follow him? Do we want to make him known? You must give up your own way. There's a reason why he's telling us this. There's a way that we could go, but you must begin by giving up your own way. You be his follower. You give up your own way. You take up the cross and you follow Jesus. How? Why? Wow, this is so overwhelming. Like Father's Day, I want to be encouraged. I want to get an attaboy. I want a pat on the back. I need a hug. I need somebody to say, you're doing a wonderful job. And the trial, the hardship, the difficulty is Jesus is always calling us into himself. And as we look into him, as we see him, we see that there is more that we can gain by giving up our own way and taking up our cross and following 
Jesus, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, Jesus says, you will save it. You will save it. If you try, you will lose. If you try, you will lose. This could be such an overwhelming thought. But I remind you of Romans 8.1. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus. This is not the overwhelming thought of how can this ever happen? I can never obtain it. I can never reach it. God, this is too far from me. But Jesus is saying, you have already been set free as you receive my free sacrifice of Jesus, as I gave you that grace, that love, that restoration, that redeeming power. There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So you don't have to look back with shame and with guilt. You don't have to look back and grit your teeth and hope nobody ever finds out. You don't have to look back and say, I'm such a mess up. Why? But you can realize that there is such freedom in Jesus. There's no condemnation, no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus. So why are you hanging with such a weight on your shoulders? Why are you hanging trying to hide all that guilt and shame in your proverbial backpack? Why are you trying to go and you hold on to things where Jesus says there's no condemnation for those who belong to Jesus? In 1865, in Galveston, Texas, there was a proclamation that said, You are free. You are no longer slaves. You are free. And what celebration took place until there was a realization that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed in January of 1863. That means there was two plus years of being free but living as a slave. That's Juneteenth. No, I'm not woke. I'm just bringing history into the forefront of our minds that we would think about what a disservice that was to be free for over two and a half years, but to live as slaves. But how long, Christian, how long, follower of Jesus, disciple, one that loves God, that has received his forgiveness, do we live with this condemnation on us when God says that we are free? There's no condemnation for those that belong to Jesus. You are free. So just as the slaves were set free in 1863, but did not realize it until 1865, We must open our eyes and celebrate the freedom that we have. That is for everyone that we will give God's grace, his love, his mercy, his conviction, his healing. So Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. That's from the New International Version. Do not go back to being a slave. Do not go back to submitting to your own way because it is not your way, but it's the way of Satan, the evil, the one that's trying to say that it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to desire your own agenda. It's okay to think that you can do it on your own, that you are strong enough, because that is not okay. We must declare our need for a Savior. We must state the fact that Jesus is the only way. We must de- desire for God to cleanse us of our sins and to make us 
holy in his sight. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? If anything worth is anything worth more than your own soul? From the New Living Translation, we read from Matthew 16, going back to the text, what do you benefit? What do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Do you gain anything? With a long life, wealth, vengeance, and honor, as Solomon asked for and received in 1 Kings 2, 11 through 13. What benefit is it if you get long life, wealth, you get vengeance, and you get honor? What benefit is it? In Matthew 16, 26, it says, Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything worth more than my soul? Is anything worth more than my soul? Is it worth pursuing the American dream? Is it worth working 14, 15 hours a day, neglecting my family, but saying, look at the car I drive, or look at the vacations we take, or look at what can happen if we go after this thing called finances, or this thing called debt. When Dr. Luke is saying, hey, hey, Theo, Hey, my first book, I told you, but I'm telling you more about everything that Jesus began to do and teach. I'm telling you that there is more of what God desires to do. I'm telling you as a father to my children the importance of who God is, that we need to learn from him. We need to walk with him. We need to let him invest in us as we invest in others. Learn from him. Walk with him and invest in others as we are hidden with Christ in him. But there's this temptation. It is not easy. You say, how do we do it? It seems impossible. There's no way. Don't you understand that there is this thing called the lust of the flesh? Well, in Galatians 5.16, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives and you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. This is from the King James Version. This is, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not return or you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the cravings that we have for the things of this world, not just sexual lust, but for greed, for prestige, for sex, money, and rock and roll, for power, money, and control. We are searching for things that God says, no, that's the lust of the flesh. We look for all that is in this world. The lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. We must change how we think so we can change how we live, so we can make a difference for the kingdom of God. It goes on to say the world passes away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. That's from the King James Version, bringing it to a more modern translation that we can look to, understand, we can read and meditate on, we can think about, we can ponder. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from the world, and this world is fading away. This world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Everyone who does what pleases God will live forever. So fathers, what are we saying? Husbands, men, 
women, children. It does not matter what age because God's salvation is to everyone. Despite your age, despite your experience, despite your background, he is telling us that there is a greater way. There is a better way. What matters? Who matters? It's your relationship with Jesus and your service to people. This is what matters. Your relationship with Jesus and your service to people. So not just fathers saying that you need to do a better job, but to Christians, we need to understand what matters is our relationship with Jesus. As we love him, we can't help but serve people. Love God serve people. In my first book, Dr. Luke is telling his friend, Theo, I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Are you telling others about what Jesus began to do in your life, what he's taught you, what he's revealing to you, what he's teaching you, what you've learned, how you're walking and living, and who you're investing in? I told you about everything Jesus began to do and teach. Who are you telling Dads, it's sometimes uncomfortable, but share with your kids. Hey, I, I read this in the Bible. I just wanted to share that with you. Or you can write on a post-it note or a card and leave it in your wife's lunchbox if they have those, or a credit card and stick a post-it note to it with a verse or a thought or text, a message, or something that is meaningful of what God's been showing you, teaching and revealing to you that they might know. Dr. Luke was an eyewitness. He got to experience. He saw, he experienced. And then he wanted to tell Theo. He wanted Theo to experience it. He was multiplying the experience, the eyewitness, the truth of who Jesus is. And so we are much like a salt shaker. I don't know if you can see it on the screen behind me, but on the left it says salt. On the right it says pepper. <laughs> when I worked at Top Notch when I was 19, the uh, the head guy said, always put the salt on the left and the pepper on the right because nobody says pepper and salt. They say salt and pepper. So the salt was always on the left. But sometimes we are like the salt shaker when we have to be reminded there are many types of salt. The family of God is diverse and it is all about him, but it might look different. It may have different experiences. It maybe grew up different or was parented different. But salt has a purpose, and it is not to remain in the salt shaker, but it is to be poured out, is to be spread out, is to be all over. So salt in the shaker does no good except, hey, one time if I need to add some seasoning to my food, then I can add some salt. But it does no good if it simply remains there. So fathers, dads, me Christians do not be simply the salt shaker that holds the truth of Jesus but let Jesus flow in and through and out of you that you not only contain him you cannot contain him but you display and reveal and you give what only Jesus can do to others be one who's a hero maker and shares the salt. Don't just hoard it for yourself so you think you are doing a great and wonderful thing. It allows salt in all its shapes and forms and all its colors and vibrance and all its textures and flavors to be used to bring the hope of Jesus to others. So Jesus, on this Father's Day, we thank you that you love us and you 
help us and you know our need of you. So Father, may we humbly and boldly say, God, I need you. I thank you, Jesus. I want to know you. And Father, let us see with ears that hear. Let us hear with eyes that see. Those that do not tell us the full story, but you reveal by your Holy Spirit what is taking place on how we can help, how we can bring hope, how instead of putting down and causing chaos and making fun, we can give your joy to others. Let your salvation be known even today this June 19th. May we no longer be slaves, but we live as free men, sharing your freedom with others. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.